Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of Telling Everybody Everything. I've on so many podcasts this week. I don't usually have time. Well, that's a lie. I have time. I have plenty of time. I've had a year off. But I maybe don't get invited on other people's podcasts. I'm on Gemma Collins' podcast today. Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer's podcast, Sorted with the Dyers. And Wheel of Misfortune on BBC Sounds with my good friends, Fern Brady and Allison Spittle. I'm just all over your podcasts. And it is a pleasure, but I had to get back to my own. What a week it's been. You guys know that I have lupus. This really impacts my level of trust in uh, not the medical community, because I don't blame the community. I feel that these are great, undervalued, underpaid, educated people who devote their lives to studying science and health and wellness. But I don't think science is necessarily a list of facts. I think it is an exploration of mysteries. And I've been steered wrong so many times in my own personal health that I recognize doctors are human, doctors are fallible, even with the best intentions science and answers and medicine is an ever-evolving process. So lupus is a drag. I kind of don't have a problem with lupus. I'm well most of the time, but who knows with autoimmune disease, they can be like bubbling below the surface and there are no real answers for autoimmune. So I was talking about lupus a little bit last week, thanks to one of the listeners who wrote in a letter about it. And I thought to myself, oh, I haven't had a blood test in a year. I should go and get one. Now, when you have symptoms of a disease, or you have an actual disease, and you go to the NHS, God bless the NHS, but they are underfunded. You go in there and you say, hi, I have symptoms of this. Can I get a test? They're like, no. Have you considered losing weight? That's always what they say. Excuse me, I think I might have, you know, PCOS. Could you please run some tests on me? Nah, lose weight. Lose weight, lose weight is always their response. And when you don't have symptoms of anything, i.e. COVID, (laughs) asymptomatic entirely, they're like, well, actually, what we need to do is test your children twice a week for this thing they don't have symptoms of. And you're like, well, my children actually do have symptoms of this other thing. No, 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 no. Not interested. You're on your own. So I've never really had a lot of help with lupus or a lot of definitive information. So what I do is I go privately There are loads of opinions about this. Catherine, you're not taking yourself out of the queue. You're not helping the NHS by going privately. All you're doing is hurting the NHS. 
well, look, I know that there are private doctors who get paid to do those shifts, and then they go on and they do a few days in the hospital of NHS shifts, and they get paid a lot less. I feel like I'm supplementing their income somewhat by seeing them privately, and then I see them right away. I just don't feel guilty about being annoying, because now it becomes a business that I'm paying for. Fine. So I go for my lupus blood tests. 897 pounds for a blood test. Just so you know, just in case anyone is like, we don't need the NHS, you know, push comes to shove. If you actually need something and you're in real trouble, you can get it on the NHS and you don't have to pay for it. If you want to go private and get a fun-filled little lupus exam to, you know, you know, the entertainment factor of testing your thyroid function and seeing what your kidneys are up to and what your ESR is for the week, that's a grand. All right. So then I email the secretary and I go, can you send me those results when they come in? And she's like, no, I have to send them to your consultant. Your consultant has to review them with you. Listen, I am essentially a rheumatologist at this point. Honey, I know how to read the blood test. Please just fucking send them to me. Well, I'm not sure. Let me just check my email, see if she's sent them since I last asked her to send them. Nope. It's frustrating. They really can't help you. I've had a red nose for comic relief, I like to say. Oh, I'm just doing this for comic relief to tie in with Red Nose Day, March 19th. It's coming up. No, I've had this random red nose now for a year. And I asked my lupus doctor, hey, is this lupus? And she's like, probably not. And then I asked my dermatologist, is this some other skin problem? And he's like, it's probably lupus. And I go back to my lupus doctor and I go, listen, I feel like this is inflammation from, I feel like something sinister might be going on. I sound very critical right now. I get that. But you would be at the end of your rope too if you had random illness and a red nose for a fucking year that everybody keeps commenting on and asking if you've had some kind of botched nose job. My nose is turned up like one of the Dr. Seuss characters that hasn't been canceled and taken out of the books. Just one of the random white characters from Whoville. And now it's also red. And then my dad is like, oh, great news. Great news. I'll be getting the COVID vaccine hopefully around the end of April or May in Canada. When are you going to get the COVID vaccine? And I say, well, dad, I'm not in a hurry for it. And he's horrified. Why, Catherine? Why? Trust the medical professionals. I do trust the medical professionals, you know, on this. Great. You are a man who's over 60 and you should get the vaccine. I am 37 and low risk and I'll wait. I'm going to let all the frontline workers and all the teachers and all the vulnerable people, people with secondary illnesses and people who are my dad's age, get the vaccine first. Where my sister lives, they had 80,000 vaccines or something. And they said, if you're old, please call us. And then like 2 million people called them and they had to be like, please back off and don't call unless you're in this category that we asked for. And so then the rest of the family on the group chat is like fucking selfish pricks trying to jump in line for the vaccine. Well, which is it? No one can win anymore. I'm just trying to lay low with my little red nose and get railed in the ass by private health care to come up with a damn solution. If anyone powerful listens to this podcast, can you please work some magic to add persistent red fucking nose to the list of COVID symptoms because then and only then might I get some medical attention after 12 months. 
even my mom is like, well, you see, Catherine, it doesn't matter because it's not an infectious disease. Well, how do you know what it isn't? Nobody can tell me what it is. Therefore, hate to get too philosophical on your asses, but you don't know what it isn't. And it's fucking, it's infected me. I think it's actually a tropical disease. I think this red nose is the next pandemic. We are about to have a worldwide red nose day, red nose pandemic. And who knows how long it takes for other symptoms to appear? I don't know. But I need to market this thing as a problem. Otherwise, if I go to a doctor again, they'll just be like, one grand, please. And have you considered losing weight? We haven't checked in on Carrie in a while. Let's see what she's doing. What's going on? Give me the news. Give me the hits. Oh, there's no news, but I did pause my TV for you. Oh, thanks. What's new? Nothing's really new over here. That's why I was hoping you would have some spicy news. There's so much new over there. The only news in Canada is the UK news. All they're talking about is Pierce Morgan and Meghan Markle. And what do they say? They say that Pierce Morgan quit and they're all happy about it. Yeah, Americans and Canadians don't like him ever since his little stint on CNN, right? Well, you've never liked him. Well, I have not committed to that opinion publicly. Sorry. (laughs) I probably have. I don't know. See, he confuses me because sometimes he says things that I like. Sometimes he holds MPs accountable and really questions them in a way that other journalists don't. And then sometimes he talks sense about gun control or lockdown. And then other times he's like really dangerous about taking away uh, trans rights. I don't like him. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Well, there's a huge thing going on with trans rights right now with them putting the X instead of the E in woman. That's not new. There's well, I know, but it's an issue because they're saying that it's transphobic to do it. Why? Because they are just women. They don't need the X. I think we're all supposed to use the X. Oh, okay. I have no idea. We bought a car. <laughs> what kind of car? We got a Lexus. What? Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing trade-in. Oh my gosh, you're running some hustle over there. It is a crazy hustle. I was so excited. I haven't told Dad yet. I'm just going to pull up. And I know, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think I know what a Lexus is. I think it's nice. Dad has a Lexus. See? The one that he's had since 2012. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know about cars, but I can see why you'd want to turn into Dad slowly. I love turning into Dad. Dad. I do it day by day. <laughs> Dad's really jacked up to get the vaccine. I know. He can't stop talking about it. It's so sweet. He's like, well, I'm going to get the vaccine. I'm going to go to Kelowna. I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going to go to England. No, he's not. He has all his trips planned in his brain. Yeah, but I told him he, the ca- he cannot come unless he's invited, I said, because I'm very busy. And he's like, well, maybe I'll come anyway. And I said, well, maybe I'll lock the door. And that's seriously where I am in my life. Um, <sighs> one thing I understand about the trans people debate, <clears throat> and I'm very pro trans rights and very all of that, you know that. But I also know a lot of older women now, and I follow their journalism and their works and their writing and their ideas. And I see that there's a group of older women specifically who are seemingly very anti-trans, and they keep talking about trans women 
like they're men. They're like, these men are coming into our space and these men, like they will not call them women. And I was trying to figure out why, because I like to understand, you know, I don't think people are bad. I just want to know why. And I think it's because these women are from a generation where they didn't have rights and they had to fight for everything that they had so hard and they had to fight for equal pay and all these other things. And they felt uh, like men could be very predatory or very dangerous. And they're like, we are women and we deserve to be here. And then all of a sudden, someone comes along and goes, oh, actually, there's no gender anymore. Forget about that. Society is genderless. And these women feel affronted. I think they're like, what? What? But we just did all this work. But they also did that work for the trans community. I understand they might be confused about it. Yeah. But they did. I think anything, anything, a new idea is confusing to most people when you're not brought up a certain way. Yeah. It just is. I mean, imagine going into a very, very, very Catholic household and being like, well, that doesn't make sense (laughs) because of A, B, and C. Here's the photo of our seven-year-old in a wedding dress. What? (laughs) Who is she getting married to? Jesus. I just wish everyone could feel safe and feel welcome. And what's the general Canadian take on the Meghan and Harry interview? I think the general Canadian take is everyone loves Meghan. And I think part of that is because she's lived in Toronto for a long time. They kind of do see her as Canadian, even though she's American. And they agree with her. Yeah, but on the news and stuff, you don't have this machine like the Telegraph that's like, the royals, you know, because we are a commonwealth. So you would think a lot of older Canadian people would stick up for the firm. The only thing on the news is really about what you guys think of it. It's like, it's as divided as Brexit, where the older people are for the royal family and the ones that vote conservative and the liberals and the younger group of people are the ones that are for Meghan and Harry. Like, that's the news that we're getting. It's a pretty fair assessment. Well, I think Pierce Morgan's just going to go on this other station, like GB News or something. We have some new station coming out, I think, that's like Fox News. Oh, gosh. So I think it's probably planned. I don't know. I don't know. I think well, he's probably... who do you probably... think is going to replace Pierce Morgan? There'll be someone... Is it going to be you? <laughs> yeah. We're the same. It'll be a seamless transition. <laughs> Did you hear about the Uber bitch? <laughs> Joanne? <laughs> No, 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 no. It was these three gals in California. They were in the back of an Uber, and the one was refusing to put her mask on, so the Uber driver pulled over and canceled the ride and was like, okay, get out. And they started coughing and screaming at him, tried to steal his phone from him, pulled his mask off. There was this huge thing, and they were swearing at him and cursing at him and calling him names and uh, racial slurs. (gasps) They ended up eventually getting out of the car but it was like a big deal it was all caught on camera because the uber driver had a camera at the front of his uber so he could film everything going on yeah and i fear that this girl is going to be as famous as the cashmere side how about that girl because she's gone live on her instagram and those have gone viral as well just a horrible human being but there were two other girls in the car that were like laughing and coughing they didn't say anything it was the one head honcho that was really being a see you next tuesday how old are these girls honestly they've looked about 18 to me it's like that 22 year old girl in new york in the hotel who accosted that young black teenager for having stolen her phone and he didn't steal her phone 
Oh, yeah. And that was big news, too. And then she was interviewed by Gail King and was seemed like an even worse person than when she was tackling the child in the hotel. What is going on with young women? This young woman is absolute bananas. Oh, my gosh. It's so refreshing to get something from a news cycle that isn't Pierce Morgan, Meghan Markle, COVID. Well, this is COVID related. (laughs) It is COVID related, but at the same time, it's behavior more than anything. Like, who in their right mind thinks it's okay to go into someone's property and attack them and try to steal their property? Here we go. 18 hours ago, California Uber driver attacked by female passenger, and it's all caught on tape. Everything's caught on tape. And we watched Anchorman again for the first time in, like, years. And you know when Will Ferrell's character, Ron Burgundy, invents Fox News, basically? He's like, okay, we're going to have this late-night channel, and the helicopter's always, car chase always, fires always. Like, this is what news is now. This is what we can expect from GB News. Yeah. Oh, no. And the driver was South Asian. And there's all type of uh, highlighting of Asian racism going on in America right now, isn't there? They're highlighting it in Canada, too, although we have not experienced it. Oh, my gosh. She was hurling racist slurs, coughed on him, threatened to shoot him, and she pepper sprayed him. I haven't seen that. Well, I'm reading it now. The driver was going to a local gas station so the woman could buy a mask, which is an Uber mandate when traveling with the rideshare, when she overreacted and began the assault. I never said anything bad to them. I never cursed. I was not raised that way. I don't hit people. I'm not raised that way. So they were not getting out of my car. He was targeted because of his race and immigration status. Oh, God. Well, well thanks. I'm pretty sure the young girls in the car were all people of color. Um, well, I mean, we could watch the video. He was certainly South Asian. Okay, I'm watching the video. Yes, these women, none of these women were white. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> it's a bad video. Yeah. These girls are... But, like, the head, the leader of it is absolute bananas. Yeah, that's scary. Well, I'm glad this guy has a camera. Well, thanks for that hot tip. If you'd like to watch women getting angry, just Google Uber California <laughs> driver attacked. Thanks for that. You think of anything else? I'll be doing the podcast for a few more minutes. Bye. Well, I think we can all agree the good news, ITV, is that we've found a winner for Pierce Morgan's replacement on (laughs) Good Morning Britain. And look, she's uploaded a video explaining herself. My boyfriend taught me. He taught me don't let nobody play with you. Smack the fuck out them. That's what I was taught. So if y'all boyfriends... Told y'all to let this Uber, let y'all get out the car and get robbed or whatever the fuck would have happened. And I saw y'all. <laughs> hell no. And he lucky as hell I ain't have nothing on me on mamas. Because if he would have played with me, bruh, it would have been a whole different story. Let Matt Hancock be questioned by this woman. <laughs> uh, thank you, Carrie. It's nice to have international reporters on the ground. Now some words from our sponsors, and when we come back, I will get to your emails. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So many emails. Here's one that jumps out. Troubled and troublesome friend. Catherine, I'm 25 years old and I'm writing to you about an issue I have with a close childhood friend. She's always had poor mental health and dealt with anorexia as a teen. Due to the pandemic, her mental health has worsened and she's even become consumed by her issues more. For instance, her low self-esteem has caused her to become digmatized. We all know what it means to be digmatized, don't we? Hypnotized by the dick. Digmatized by the wrong sort of men. One of them was openly homophobic and the other still owes her $600, oh pounds, for probably a blood test. I've always advised her against these relationships as they invariably cause her emotional turmoil, but she tends to disregard my advice on the grounds of being into a different type. If anyone criticizes her outright, she calls them jealous, conniving snakes. I fear that her current path will lead her to a future of mental instability and misery. I've suggested counseling, but she's reluctant due to a bad experience in the past. I want to be a good friend, but I'm now at my wits end. Any advice would be appreciated. Yes, I think I know just what to do with people like this. Unfortunately, some people have to make their own way out of misery, and some still don't want to. They like to wallow in this misery. It might not be forever, but they're in a nightmare of their own making. And you can give them suggestions. You go, what about this? How about you do that? How about you do this? Because you can see with a clear head what's going wrong in their life. And they don't want to hear it. Everything is no, 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 that won't work. Oh, no, you just don't get it. So my therapist, Pam, gave me the advice that if there is someone like this in your life, stop giving them advice. Anytime they whinge to you or anytime they decide to share what's going on, you just say, wow, yeah, that's bad. What are you going to do about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, tough one. What do you think? And you just put it back to them. And then they have to come up with some sort of answer. Just don't suggest anything to her. If she talks to you about these men, you know, just listen. And if anything sounds to be problematic, just be like, yeah. And what's your plan? And if she's not complaining about them, I mean, maybe she's just a sort of phase of a rescue syndrome where she wants to date homophobic men who owe her 600 pounds. You can't fix everyone, unfortunately. And we do it in relationships. It looks like she's trying to do it in her relationships. And sometimes we do it with, um, you know, friendship relationships too. So she can't save these men just like you can't save her. But you're a good friend to write to me and I hope you stick by her, even though she's making such trash decisions. This next letter is called World Shattering Handjobs and Crazy Evil Work Bitches. Dear Catherine, first of all, you're amazing because it's not easy to be a ball-breaking bitch who speaks her mind and laughs in the face of haters. Thank you for noticing. It is easy, actually. Please keep showing the world that women can be intelligent, strong, and funny. 
We need more women to stand up, shout out, and stop being in shitty relationships. Also, love your hair. Totes glossy. Secondly, my man loves hand jobs. <laughs> he requests them. Well, that's nice. That's his preferred method for coming to fruition. I'm a total sex bomb in the sack. A well-executed hand job, I would argue, is the ultimate sign of your sexy prowess. Because, as Bobby Kay said, typically a man can pleasure himself way better than any woman can. So, you gotta be good to make a hand job so satisfying that your man is begging for it at the end of an amorous romp instead of BJ's or a wet and wild ride. Who is this woman? Are you a novelist? I need to know. Are you writing like modern day romance novels? Well, that wasn't a question though. You just are like, I'm great at hand jobs. So what advice are you looking for? None. Listen, I received a letter last week about slapping balls and I told you everyone that I was going to try it out and let you know. And I did not do it. I absolutely bottled it. I didn't want to do it. And I discussed it with my husband and he would prefer it if I didn't slap him in the balls either. So do you know what? I feel like good for you, not for me. I'm not interested in perfecting the art of hand jobs. I just don't have that kind of time. Thirdly, we don't talk enough about what to do when it's a woman, not a man, that's the cause of deeply upsetting relationships. I'm talking about professional working relationships between women. What do you think women can do if there is an evil bitch, not a ball-breaking, smart-talking, female-empowering, fights-your-corner type of bitch like you and I, clearly, but an evil bitch that for some reason hates other women and lives to tear them down, especially if they happen to be younger, prettier, smarter, and better at their work, and probably, as you inferred before, this might be about you, better at giving hand jobs. I think this is something that might really resonate with a lot of women out there. And also, it's a nice break from all the woe is me, I'm in a shite relationship chat that you have to respond to. Just tell these women, stop, just stop. Don't let anyone treat you like shit. Don't treat yourself like shit. Also, get a dog. <laughs> when I decided I would happily live the rest of my life alone with a dog, bam, out of nowhere, my man appeared and he's almost as good as a dog. That's high praise. Dogs are being supreme. Honestly, just stop it with the shit men. Walk your dog. Drink some wine. Go to town on your vibrator. Pretty much the three fundamentals of a happy life. Sans les hommes. Au revoir, girlfriend. This person is so cool. She's got a lot going on. I honestly don't know how to deal with an evil woman, as you say, in the workplace. Very blissfully, I have not had to encounter evil women in the workplace and... There was one woman that I had to work with that I didn't really like and I didn't know why. And I found it really upsetting, actually, because I'm not used to it and I wasn't prepared for it. And I think sometimes it can come at you in a real weird, underhanded way and you don't know what's happening and you feel kind of gaslit and you're like, what is this woman doing? It just made me quite sad for quite a long time. If you can remove yourself from that situation and choose better people to work with, that's ideal. If you can't, I would ignore someone like that as much as I could. I would never compromise my own morals or, you know, if the tone of voice that you know you're supposed to use at work and the type of respectful language that you're supposed to use at work, if you just carry on with that. And I mean, Steve Harvey, the greatest entertainer of our generation, he would just say like, think like a man, work like a man. I mean, 
I don't know. I, w- I don't know what that means, but I wouldn't be super confrontational. I would just be very direct. You know how women are known, and this might be a generalization, for writing emails that are like, hi, please, would you send over the documents? I think they might be wrong. Could you please resend? Get in the habit of cutting that language out from your work. Just, hello, resend the documents, please. There is an error, and thank you very much. You know, just be as direct as you can. Don't waste too much of your energy around someone like that. And I'm sure, hopefully, you don't encounter these people often. And if that doesn't work, create a burn book at home with some of your friends. Uh, Maybe find out this woman's number, ring her house as the planned pregnancy unit. Speak to her husband or mother if she lives with her mother and say, Hi, we have the results of your STI test. Just anything that you've seen Regina George do, just try to use any of that as a backup and hopefully you have a better time at work. Here's one. Catherine, here's the tea. There was this guy that really wanted to go out with me and he was hot as F. I never did because he's not that smart and he was always on a diet and training five hours a day. (laughs) So me being someone who loves food and drink, I knew it wasn't going to work. Why waste my time? So we just became friends. January, he asked if I could lend him $100 for medicine because his dog was sick. Me being a dog lover and having four dogs myself, my heart was breaking at the thought that the puppy needed help. Also, my grandma had just died literally a day before, and she was someone who was always helping people. So in her honor, I lent him the money, even though it was part of my savings. I did it in hopes that eventually he would pay me back. In February, I texted asking when he could pay me back. And he said, but you gifted me the money. I was furious. Maybe it's not that much money, but to me, it is important. I'm an actress. I don't have a steady income. And with the pandemic, it's been even more difficult. Obviously, I told him it was a loan, not a gift, and that I really need the money. He said that when he gets some of the money, he'll send it back. It's been a month, nothing. I text him. He doesn't respond. He has a new, bigger job than before, and I can't understand how he can be this shit. What should I do? Should I just let the money go and make space energetically for more to come? Or should I stand my ground and tell him to pay? What are your thoughts? Well, if I were a judge on a network television entertainment show, and therefore, I mean, I pretty much am because I'm not a real judge and neither are any of they, them. Um, I would ask if you have any correspondence, any paper trail, any written proof that this was a loan. You have to be very clear with people. I understand, though, it's not about the amount of money. It's about principle. And legally, lawyers get rich on principle. I think if more people in family law in small claims court, in all type of uh, legal court situations, if they abandoned principle, they could actually save themselves a lot of heartache and a lot of money. I don't like this guy in your life. I mean, he's not smart. He trains five hours a day. You don't have a lot in common. I don't even know why you would just become his friend. Like you weren't interested in him romantically, even though he was hot. So what was it that interested you in a friendship? You can see clearly that he's hot, but you didn't like him. But you like him enough to be your friend? Well, now he's stolen $100 off you. Personally, the money does matter. It matters. But I think energetically you need to let it go and leave space. 
in your life, just walk away from someone like this and never give him access to you again. You got scammed. It would be great if he would pay you back, but it seems like he will not. And you don't want to waste another minute. The only thing worse than wasting a month on this man is wasting a month in one day. Because each day is worth more than $100 to you. So leave it. You're not going to get it. And you helped a dog. So in a way, this is what your grandma would have wanted. But your grandma would have fucked him. God rest her soul. This is very interesting to me, Catherine. Is being independent my defense mechanism? Catherine, I'm a single mom for life vibes. I've got an 11-year-old son, and I've never been in a relationship. A lot of people are still perplexed that this is possible, but a marriage, a baby does not make. I got pregnant quite young and have been focusing on my son and my career since. I'm fine being alone, but I've never felt like I need to be with a man, nor do I feel incomplete without one. So now in my early 30s, I'm not entirely sure how to date. I've tried to put myself out there just in case, as I'm in a more stable place in my life, and also I feel confident in myself that I wouldn't settle, but to be honest, I don't get the attention I thought I would. No one approaches me, ever. Pre-COVID, no one hits on me. I've tried dating apps and no one talked to me. I can't help feel like there's something wrong, whether there's an energy I'm putting out or I'm just not anyone's cup of tea. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, and all I want is the trial and error of romantic entanglements, as I feel like I've missed out on that massively. I'm scared of how I'm perceived. I've had guy friends tell me that me remaining single is a defense mechanism of being too scared of rejection, and sometimes I wonder if that's the case, and if the independent feminist persona is slowly slipping with every day I remain dateless. What was your take when you were dating as a single mom? Do you have any advice from someone who claims they can take or leave it, but doesn't even get approached enough to have that decision in my own hands? Well, I never think that you should change yourself or change your energy because there's nothing wrong with you. If you are putting out this strong, independent, feminist energy and that's authentic to you, then the right man will be attracted to that. It sounds cliche, but there is someone for everyone. Similarly, you know, you see these guys who you can't imagine anyone would want to date, but someone loves them. You see this on the street every day. Um, I don't know why you've had bad luck. And I have read that trauma from being let down by relationships can result in heightened independence as a defense mechanism. I tried to illustrate a lot of that in my Netflix sitcom, The Duchess. Everyone, you know, working on it would ask questions because we're so used to comedy dramas. And they'd be like, where's the emotion? Where's the drama? What's going on with her? And I was like, no, she doesn't have to be crying in the street all the time for you to understand that she has been traumatized and is fiercely independent as a result of that trauma and a defense mechanism. I think it's good to find balance. It's great to be independent and self-sufficient and to see your shape of a family as being you and your son. When I met Bobby, I was the same. I had just released Glitter Room. It's all about being a single mom. I I think, I don't know what kind of energy I was putting out. I certainly wasn't trying to date. The thing about me is I've never been on a date with someone I didn't know. I've just had friends around me who slowly metamorphosized into my boyfriends. Um, 
maybe I would try that because you're going to be yourself more around your guy friends. You say that you have guy friends. Let them know that you're ready to date and maybe they can introduce you to someone. Maybe meeting a stranger is too much too soon. Maybe you're acting not authentic to yourself on these dates and that's the problem because your authenticity will never be a problem. So start with friends. Just chat on the dating apps a bit. You don't have to go out and meet anyone. Just get your, you know, your game up. And never compromise yourself. And the right person, if it's meant to be, will walk into your life if you're interested in that kind of thing. I do promise. I owe you guys a follow-up from last week's email. She cyber kidnapped my son and is stealing my business idea. This was an absolutely wild email where this woman had had a child with a man who moved on with someone else and this someone else over 10 years her senior was stalking the woman harassing the woman driving past her house opening social media accounts under her infant son's name just a whole mess and some of you reached out with advice um, under the subject line help mom And the woman has written me again, so with a little update, Catherine, thank you for sharing on the podcast and asking for help on my behalf. I have six open police files against this woman and the court order stopping her from posting photos. The issue is because the account is under my son's name and not hers, they won't do anything. Now bear in mind, this woman's son is a freaking baby. And people can open a social media account under the name Whitney Houston if they want. Surely these police can trace back that the account is under a false name and was started by this woman. But I mean, like, I'm no computer genius. It feels like something that they should have access to do. I told the police everything. How she used to show up at my house all the time and the driving by when I lived in another town after I moved. I dropped off new screenshots every week, things she posted, but they said until I had a threat in writing from her or she physically attacked me, they could not give me a protection order. Let me ask you this, police. How is a social media threat not in writing because it's been typed up? absolutely bonkers if you ask me, but they said they would have to prove in court she is a threat to my life, and some social media posts do not classify as a threat to my life. At this point, I'm willing to move from my town again to get away from her and to get some space to finally feel safe. Hopefully someone out there will have some advice or know what to do to protect my son and myself from her. It's so annoying, isn't it? If you ever want an order of protection, first you have to admit to the stalker that they are impacting your mental health. And even after a breakup or something, if you have an ex-boyfriend, an ex-partner who is impacting your mental health, you don't want them to know that because they'll get sick satisfaction from it. Yet you have to stand there in court and say, I am disturbed by this. I'm scared. And they love, they will sit there and love that. So the law is really weird. All right, here are some advice. Emails, Catherine. Here are a few things I think this woman should do. I'm not an expert, but I have some ideas. Contact the police, request a diary appointment. Keep a diary of all the stalking and harassment incidents and share this with them. If this continues, update them. If ever at risk or frightened, call 999. 
Explore getting a non-molestation order. This is a civil order, but breaching it is an arrestable offense. As this is a new partner of an ex, I'm wondering if domestic abuse services may be of help. If it does not fall within their remit, consider contacting a solicitor to discuss options. One would be enforcing an order in place for her not to post. Yeah, you have that order. Another would be pursuing this non-molestation order. You can get it from any family court. Contact them and find out how. The clerk will usually give some guidance about how to complete it. It costs, I'm not sure how much, but it's in the hundreds. You can ask a solicitor about this and pay them to complete the paperwork. Everything costs so much money. Okay, it sounds like you've already done a lot of this and it's not helping. Here's another email. Catherine, I'm no law dude by any means, but I got to know that cyberbullies can be charged under the Computer Frauds and Abuse Act. Plus, the rest of the issue, including being tagged on posts and getting hold of pics, can simply be put to rest by diving into the privacy features that Instagram and Twitter offer, including disabling others from tagging you or archiving all the pics posted without permanently deleting them. Okay, well, yeah, that does remove contact a little bit, but it's still, she's going to create a new account and do it again and again and again. Thank you for this. It's a good start, but we are going to need more help. If you have any advice, please write to me, telling everybody everything at gmail.com with the subject line help mom, or you can send me a letter telling everybody everything at gmail.com with just your own problems. I never get to even a fraction. I mean, I do get to a fraction, but not a huge fraction each week. I want to get to more and more, and I really appreciate your letters. Thank you so much. It's about a month to the day that we can go to pubs outside. I would recommend that you make a booking. I know they don't take a lot of outside bookings for patios, but some really nice places and really clever pubs will take your booking for a patio dining sesh if you feel safe doing that. Go out with some girlfriends, have some drinks in the sun, because it is about time. April 12th, baby. I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.